Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. In this podcast, I want to talk to you about the Ashley Madison scandal and more specifically about men and affairs something I care very much about, something I've watched over the years, something that I uh, want to provide some wisdom about. You all know about the Ashley Madison scandal. Uh, Ashley Madison is a website that essentially is used to arrange affairs between married people on the assumption that two married people will keep confidence and because they're, you know, perceive the other person as able to damage them if they don't observe that the other person's, uh, you know, privacy. So the idea is you have two married people having an affair. They won't, they won't betray each other because it would do damage to their own lives. This is owned by a Canadian firm called Avid Life Media. Uh, and it has been a real disaster. What's happened is that some hackers have hacked the Ashley Madison site. They have acquired about 32 million of the 40 million uh, you know, members' information. So in other words, names, credit card information, intentions, the words they left uh, to advertise themselves on the site. And uh, what they did was they told the owners of the site take it down or we'll make this information that we've hacked and acquired public. The owners of the site did not take it down. And so now these hackers have posted this information publicly. Well, it's been absolutely fascinating and horrible what has happened. Obviously, you have seven years of records. The site started about 2008. So you've got about seven years of records. And about a month ago, uh, this this hacking happened. So now you've got at least 32 million people's records posted online, and it's been it's like I say it's just been a disaster. Um, you you have many many state officials. You have many people in the military. In fact, 15,000 of the addresses on this site uh, are either .gov or .mil email addresses. In Australia alone, you had almost 700 people who were either in the police or the government uh, who had, who were whose records were captured. Um, and overall, as I say, about 32 million people. Uh, there have been a number of resignations from high positions in corporations and in government. There have been a number of U.S. state officials that have resigned. And of course, as you may have heard, there have already been two suicides of people who just couldn't face the damage that they had created. Obviously, the site is not just for men. It's also for women. Uh, and that's, of course, how people match up. But I want to comment just for a few moments about men and affairs, uh, something that I think is a, is a fascinating dynamic, a tragic dynamic, and something that can, can be uh, well avoided. And, of course, many people don't really speak of it very much. Uh, one of the things that we know about men having affairs uh, is that when men go in search of other women and have a long-term affair, we're not talking about one-night stands now, but just have affairs with women, long, longer-term relationships. When the postmortem is done on those affairs, when people are asking them questions, therapists, ministers, specialists, whoever, uh, employers, even, even the court, uh, when courts are asking about these things, we find out that a lot of the motivation for a man to have an affair is the adventure. 
Now, this goes to a theme that's pretty huge when it comes to dealing with men, and that is that most men are bored and do not have enough adventure, enough rowdiness, enough confrontation with nature, uh, enough planned, controlled violence, whatever you want to call it. They don't have enough adventure in their lives. So having an affair, uh, speaking in code, doing secret things, making secret arrangements, sneaking around and not being found, um, the great spy adventure, you know, of, of being able to meet a person out of town in private and uh, keeping it from spouses. All of that kind of man from Uncle James Bond secret spy stuff is part of the appeal. In other words, men have affairs to some extent, partially, because they are bored and like the adventure of having affairs. Now, of course, they like the sex. They like the actual physical contact. That doesn't need to even be said. We know that. But a lot of the motivation turns out to be about having the adventure. Even men who have healthy sex lives at homes with their spouses will still have affairs. And when the debrief is done, when the disaster is coming down around their ears, what we find is that it's the adventure. They're bored. They want the adventure, sneaking around, making secret arrangements, uh, you know, all of the, the secret phone calls, all of that kind of adventure and maybe with the whiff of romance is what appeals to them. The second thing that's important for us to know is that most men have affairs with women who are, by all accounts, lesser women than the women the men are already married to. Now, I don't mean to be insulting by saying lesser, but I think you understand what I mean. In other words, the woman is less physically attractive. The woman is often less accomplished. Uh, the woman is often even less a fit in most ways. But the reason that the man goes after this woman is the way the woman makes him feel. It's why 60-year-old men will sometimes have affairs with 21-year-old girls. It's why uh, men will leave amazingly beautiful, accomplished wives and go have affairs with women who aren't near, uh, even a, a per small percentage of what their wives are. Uh, but what they, the reason they're doing it is the way the woman makes them feel, what she says, the fact that she looks up to him, the fact that she admires him, the fact that she is, is just wowed by his accomplishments, um, the fact that he is made to feel superior, wanted, valued, even worshipped is a word that's used in the studies. So the third point that I have to express about this is, is, is a logical extension of number two. Since most men have affairs with women that they don't really think much of, um, but they, they like the way they feel in their presence, they like the way they're admired, marriages that come out of affairs hardly ever work. This is one of the great fantasy factors in the whole issue of having affairs. Uh, men, are, men are going after women because they want to have adventure. They're going after them because of the way they feel when they get in the, the presence of the, of the woman they're messing around with, uh, uh, even though that woman doesn't begin to measure up to, in many cases to the woman they're married to. But when they try to have marriages with those women, leave, leave their wives, divorce them, and have marriages to the women that they were messing around with, a very small percentage of them work. In fact, there are two or three different studies, but if you blend those studies, you end up with about 23% of the marriages that are attempted, um, which begin with affairs. In other words, the relationship begins with an affair, meaning that the at least one or both of the, of the two people ultimately getting married were married to somebody else previously. Only 23% of those relationships work. There are always, almost always, deep, deep regrets. 
even upon, even in some of those marriages that do last, there are still deep regrets about how the relationship came together, what they did to their prior spouses, what they did to their children. And this only makes sense, of course. I mean, after all, there's a deep fantasy factor in an affair. You only see a person when they're gussied up. You only see them when they're prepared to meet you at a hotel room. You only see them, you know, I don't mean to be too graphic here, but, you know, sex is the point initially, I guess. And so, you know, the, the, there's a there's sort of a, a fantasy factor involved. You see them when they're prepared. You see them when they're dressed up. You see them when they're uh, kept from their normal lives and focusing entirely on you. It's an artificial fantasy-ridden situation. And so it, 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 uh, it absolutely slants what what you're thinking or expecting of that other individual money's being spent you don't have the normal drudgery of daily life you don't have duties you're not asking questions about whether they're responsible you're just meeting them in a hotel or meeting them wherever you're meeting them and and, and having this illicit uh, affair uh, also one of the factors that keeps these relationships from being successful is guilt a tremendous amount of guilt uh, racks both people. While they don't feel a lot of guilt while they're actually having the affair, if they attempt a marriage and it goes long term, and now they have to live out the implications of what they've done to their previous spouses and what they've done to their children, and you know, of course, perhaps eventually they leave the heat of the affair and start trying to have a normal relationship and live in normal society with this person they've chosen. Uh, of course, guilt racks them and becomes a problem. An obvious result, uh, an obvious effect that also keeps these relationships from being successful uh, is that there's a not a trust factor. I mean, you know, you began the relationship with this, this other individual in a situation of, of uh, where they're violating trust, violating their commitments, breaking their word, lying. So that's how you get to know them. It may be pleasant to you for a season because there is a certain amount of, you know, single-mindedness about these things. It's about you. It seems to be a compliment, all of these things that you normally wouldn't think very much of. But long-term in a relationship, uh, you realize I'm married to somebody who, you know, lied and went out on their previous spouse and knows how to deceive. And so, of course, suspicion, lack of trust, racks the relationship. And finally, of course, uh, the, both of those people, both of the people who began a relationship and an affair, if they get married long term, they're also dealing with just a general distrust in marriage as a whole. They've been part of proving that marriage doesn't necessarily make you safe, doesn't necessarily make you happy, can be uh, horribly violated. And so there's a general distrust. So a as a result, three things that I want you to remember before I go on to the fourth. Uh, first, men mostly go after affairs and have affairs to a large extent, because they're just bored and like the adventure, they rarely are pursuing somebody who is equal in any way uh, to the woman they're already married to. And again, I'm just talking about men. I'll let somebody else talk about the women in these affairs. And of course, deep regrets rack them for the rest of their lives. Uh, and especially if they attempt to have a marriage to the person that they were having an affair with, only about 23% work. And by the way, I think that's number is high. And I also think that many of the people who stay in those marriages, just making a gut level commitment to make them work, have deep regrets that rack them the rest of their lives. But I, I think it's, it's also interesting to note that surveys show and my own work with men will confirm, I, I don't publish stats, of course, but I'm just giving you my own anecdotal background and experience. Uh, is that most men who have an affairs and blow up their marriages end up wishing for the women, woman they were originally married to. They have an affair, there's excitement, there's sex, there's romance, there's intrigue, there's secret spy stuff, you know, of hiding the relationship and meeting on the secret and the sly and all of that. But when they, whether they marry or not, 
long term, they almost always wish that they had stayed with the woman that they originally had had been married to before they blew that relationship up. Surveys show that when men are honest, when they're asked the question the right way years later, and they're asked in private, that 75 to 80% of them will say they wish they had stayed with their original spouse. They were happier when there was happiness. And normally, the affair happened just during a dip in the happiness factor in that first marriage. They, they know that had they stuck it out, probably things would have returned to some degree of happiness. Now, all of this says to me, as a guy who talks to men, as a guy who coaches men, as a guy who's trying to encourage men to be great men, all of this says to me that, that affairs are a trap. And that most men, if they've got a band of brothers around them, if they're living out a righteous code, if they're uh, trying to be committed to God in what they do as a man, if they're tending their field, if they're you know manning, so to speak, guarding the moral boundaries of their marriages, uh, they will be happier avoiding affairs and working to make their marriage something happy and romantic and exciting and even adventurous. in in a way that an affair seems to be, but of course actually isn't. So great manhood is the answer. Men, women, you want to get men into a a program, a, a ministry, an effort, a band of brothers who are pushing them towards great manhood. Affairs are a lie. And that's why this silly Ashley Madison site um, is such a fan, such a stupid fantasy, such a vain fantasy, so empty. And now, uh, because of course the hackers have busted in there and gotten all the account information, it's going to create real devastation. But but the sadness is not just that this information is made public. The sadness is that so many millions were going after a relationship that, by almost every measure, leads to destruction, leads to unhappiness, leads leads to. Uh, wounded, deformed kids, and never ultimately is any happier than if they had simply invested in their original marriage. It's a fantasy. It's a lie. Now people are literally killing themselves over it. Men, invest at home. Make your marriage what it can be because it's better than any other option that's out there. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on CNN, Fox, and The Huffington Post. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. You can learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv and greatman.us and connect with him on Facebook, and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote, performed, and produced the Rockin' Podcast theme song. Be sure to rate the Stephen Mansfield Podcast in the iTunes Store. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.